Hi everyone, and welcome back to Dispatches. I'm Morgan Gibbons, a storyteller and performer in Washington, D.C. Every two weeks, I'm going to bring you a story that explores the countless moments and connections we all share. Moments that often go untold because they might not fit who we are, who we believe ourselves to be, or where we think we're going. These stories will last no more than 15 minutes. Our story this week is called Lies. Chaos. Everything was utter chaos, and I felt unmoored, unsure of my role, still too new to know what was right for me to do, or what would send my supervisors into a fit of rage of apoplectic fury, dismissive eye rolls, expletive Latin sighs about fucking millennials. But I did see the blood. The young man with his hands cuffed tightly behind his back, the gash above his eyes leaking, streaking down his face, replacing the tears he refused to shed as he fought back emotion, fought to control himself in a situation that had spun rapidly out of his control. I knew that look. Defeated. One where words would not loosen the hold of being unheard, rendered unseen. A woman screaming. Officers holding her back, blonde hair whipping in the wind, emerald eyes, jewels that cracked before the new recognition that while all may be created equal, they certainly weren't treated as such. They locked on me, before contorting within the mask of her face, her cries cutting through the crisp air, the honking of car horns, the scuffle of feet as others moved past the scene. Another night in the city, and they had places to be beers and cocktails to pour into their mouths as they sought to forget for just a moment their own lives. Maybe even forget the bleeding man, the woman whose welling tore the night in two. Flashing lights, red clashing with blue, whipping across our faces so everyone seemed cast in a merry-go-round of misfortune. The carnival no one bought tickets to. Don't just stand there, Jesus, rookie, handle it. Handle what? It wasn't my scene, but I moved towards the woman who had calmed just enough for the officers to let her go. Saw from the corner of my eye the man being shuffled to an ambulance, lifted up, laid upon the gurney, still cuffed. Ma'am, I... Do you know him? That's my boyfriend. You're all arresting the wrong person. He was just defending me. That's all. Look, I, I'm not arresting anyone. I just got here and... You're wearing that stupid-ass uniform, ain't you? A new man. His mask melted in anger, the defensive wax slipping from his face, revealing eyes so lightly brown they seemed to boil with the desert sands, stinging me with their gaze, and I instinctively took a step back, glanced down at myself, the silver badge I had been so proud to earn, the number stamped beneath it. Four, nine, two, seven. Uh, yeah, I am, but I'm really just trying to figure out what's happening. That's it. Held my hands up, placating, but it was a show. There was no way I couldn't intimidate with a gun on my hip that could be quickly drawn, that stilled tongues made people choke on the bile they needed to loose from their bodies, made them afraid. 
but not him. He stood before me undaunted, eyes flicking from the ambulance, the woman, back to me. How come every time we call the police? His hand slammed his own chest, clapped before my face. Every time we call, we go to jail. All my man was doing was protecting his girlfriend from some asshole in that bar. We called after my man got jumped, thrown down a flight of stairs by the bouncer. That fucking bouncer right there, over there. He pointed, and I turned to look. Saw the burly man, muscular, white, seemingly uninjured, laughing with the other officers on the scene. Felt an ominous pang in my gut. He threw your friend down the stairs? How you think Andre got that big-ass cut on his face, huh? How you think? How come he's going to jail in the back of an ambulance and old boy over there giving high-fives to the people too fucking stupid to properly investigate and do their jobs? Givens. A sergeant barked, and I walked over to him, my boots crunching broken glass, the man's voice fading behind me. So you just gonna walk away? stood before the sergeant, a man who may have been two, three years older than me. You better not tell them a thing. I mean, they're, they're saying that he was just defending himself and his girlfriend. Not what the bouncer's saying. But the bouncer's not the one in the back of an ambulance. We got three witnesses and one bouncer who's... The bouncer is not under arrest. You hear me? He's your friend, isn't he? The sergeant flinched, struck by the truth of my statement, unable to recover before I saw through the lie that was to come. From a man who didn't know what it was to lie, to live, to have his version of reality questioned, to have his officers siding with them. Why would I know him? You high-fived him. He thrust his finger in my face. Bearded jaw working furiously, spit the words out through clenched teeth. You better not say shit, rookie. Not a word. Walked away before the last clipped word fell from his mouth. Someone needs to call his mom. They had appeared again at my shoulder. The woman whose tears had slowed. The man whose anger coiled inside of himself, roped back in centuries of teaching whispered words from father and mother, the touch of ancestral hands on his shoulder beseeching caution. Can you call his mom? Moments later, I found myself clamoring into the back of the ambulance. Andre's closed eyes fluttered open as if he knew why I was there, whispered out, Can I call my mama, please? I glanced out the back, saw the sergeant pacing, Glaring, pulled the door shut, took out my phone, put in her number, listened as it dialed and placed it to his ear just as she said, Hello? Hey, Mama, I'm okay. I, I got arrested. No, no, I'm all right. Uh, just a little fight, but I'm not hurt too bad. Yes, ma'am. He looked up at me, shifting to get more comfortable despite the handcuffs and I could feel his warm breath against my hand. Can you tell me where I'm going? I hesitated, 
fresh out of the academy, I knew departmental policy. Knew I wasn't supposed to let him tell his mom they wouldn't want her at the hospital. They wouldn't want the questions. Wouldn't want the attention. Snatched the phone back, began talking, blurted it out before I could stop the flood of shame guilt from pouring out of me. Your son's going to be at George Washington Hospital. The arresting sergeant's friends with the bouncer, so you might want to check that out and you should request the security camera footage. I gotta go. Hung up with the silent click of 21st century technology. Thank you. A whisper. But I didn't respond. Couldn't. Climbed down from the ambulance. Closed the doors behind me. The still cold beneath my fingers. The sergeant's voice in my ear once more as he stood beside me. What did you tell them? Nothing. Shrugged. Walked away. I could lie too. To him. To myself. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Dispatches. I'll be back soon with another story for all of you. If you like this episode, could you do me a favor and tell your friends? Reviews are great, but word of mouth is way better. And you're always welcome to leave a review, though. Not going to say no to that. On iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Use the hashtag DispatchesPod to tell me what you think. Follow me on Twitter at DispatchesPod or send me an email at districtdispatches at gmail.com. I'll make sure to put all of this in the liner notes for you. Until then, be well and know that stories are all around you. This episode was written and produced by me, Morgan Gibbons, and the music was provided by Ryan Little. Thank you.